Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey, you guys, I'm Phil Town from Rule One Investing. Today, I want to tell you something about money traps that you should avoid in your 30s. So getting to middle adulthood, it's really a major shift in priorities that happens right there. Once you stop needing to count the days to your next paycheck, you're starting to make a little more money, it's time to start really planning out your financial future. Really easy to avoid doing this because you've never had to do it before in your life because what was the point, right? You're eating, you know, hand to mouth. But now, not so much hand to mouth. There are so many things that get in the way of doing that and you may not even realize it. So. Let's talk about some of these. Now that you have like a better income, right? Don't let social obligations strip it away. There are six money traps that you should avoid at all costs. And I know all of them firsthand. First, buying a car that's out of your price range. I'm telling you, the first time I made money, right? When I started investing and I had a good year, I bring in a bunch of money. I think I made $83,000. I went straight out and bought a Jag. I mean, come on, I've been in Volkswagens, Harleys. I bought a Jag. Ah, man, I sat in that car. It felt so good. I felt so cool. I'm driving around, everybody obviously admiring me for my fancy car. And that lasted about two weeks. And then I figured out, huh, nobody really cares at all. So don't buy a fancy car to impress people you don't like or don't know just because you can. People don't care. You know, you need transportation, but there's so much variability in price that you have to spend wisely. So new cars can be one of the biggest money pits a person can get stuck in. Look, I like to buy new cars. I lease nice cars, fair enough, but I'm also wealthy. So don't do that when you're back in your 30s and you want to build up financial freedom. It's just going to be something that gets in the way. A car fresh from the manufacturer loses about 30% of your value of that car in the first year and half of it by the end of three years. And it's still a good car, right? Now, by comparison, if you buy a really solid vehicle that's a few years old, what, three maybe, at about half price, and you keep it in good condition, you're going to have, one, a much lower payment, right? And by the way, it no, again, no one cares what car you're driving. I mean, go buy a three-year-old, you want a fancy car? Go buy a three-year-old GL450. It'll be about half of what the car was new, which was about 81,000 bucks. You can buy them for 40, and they're still as good as the day they got them, but usually those people are taking great care of them, and now you're riding around in a GL450. You wanna know what else? It looks exactly like a 2018 GL450. So learning to protect and enjoy what we already have will make it a lot easier to set aside more income for investing. Second, buying a home that's too expensive for you. Mm -hmm. Been there, done that. 
Owning a home that increases in value is a really good practical expense, but there's a point of diminishing returns. When you are funneling every dime you have into a mortgage on a home that you can't really afford, then you have no money left for emergencies, you have no money left for investing, you have no money left, period, and the strain on you, your marriage, everything can be brutal. A monthly payment that you can barely manage can place an enormous weight on your budget for 30 years on average. Instead, might be a better idea to keep an eye on a local market and buy when you can get a home in a good neighborhood for a moderate price that you can handle, okay? In other words, put some time into really looking for a rule one bargain on a house. People get into trouble financially, right? The people who just can't afford that really nice house, they might get it into foreclosure. You might be able to buy that house really cheaply. Look for houses on the edge of a really improving neighborhood. Those houses in a few years are gonna be in the middle of a great neighborhood. Look for homes that are on the edge of something that's getting better. Go find yourself something on sale. Now, third, spending too much going out. Oh, we all do this. Although paying for a house and a car, those are the biggest hits to monthly income. You would be shocked by the effect the little expenses can have. Dining out, right? Restaurants used to mean, you know, go down to the cheap pizza joint on the corner when you're a student, right? Or run over to Chipotle. So now that you have more discretionary income, you're thinking about stepping it up a little, but it doesn't mean you have to or that you should. Okay, right. Everybody wants a little entertainment now and then, but you should still budget for it. Give yourself a little room to spend on the things you really want to do. That's great but keep it under control and you'll enjoy going out and doing that thing you really want to do all the more for the effort to keep it in your budget. Some people I know just put the money for the restaurants into an envelope at the beginning of the month, take it right out of the bank. And when that envelope's empty, they're done going out. Next, having an expensive significant other. <laughs> Believe me, uh, I've had it both ways. So even if you are, and right now I'm married to the most magnificent person on the planet, so I have been in the other place. So it's not fun. Even if you're master of your own money, other people may have a habit of getting in the way of your financial plans in a big, powerful way. Failing to communicate about how you're working your spending habits with your significant other is a major cause of relationship trouble for married couples and committed couples. So if you're dating or you're just getting into a long-term relationship, take the advice here from Uncle Phil, all right? It is very tempting to blow up your budget with gifts and entertainment and travel. And what happens is you start to convince this significant person in your life that that's your lifestyle. So then you'll be really surprised, huh? If you get married to them and that ain't your lifestyle, you're back to the pizza parlor, that can create problems. So don't let too many weekend getaways take away your ability to demonstrate who you really are gonna be in your future. Guys, you know you do this. So make your expectations really clear from the start. Live your lifestyle with the person you expect to live your lifestyle with. And don't fake it, you bunch of fakers. And you're gonna avoid a lot of fights over money in the years to come. Fifth, paying a fortune in credit card bills. There's no reason to do that. That's the reason so many people think credit card debt is the worst debt ever. That's because it is, and so many people are stuck in it. Credit cards are definitely easy to access these days, even if you don't have a solid income or good credit. They love to have you jump in there, you subprime borrowers. 
This means that you might have a few monsters lurking in your wallet from your college days with interest rates higher than you can get with really good investing. Don't do that. Every time you spend money on a credit card and you don't pay it back at the end of the grace period, you are paying with your investment capital for the convenience of spending money. It can be very tempting to open a new credit card once you max the other ones out. I have done this. And all the while, more of your budget gets eaten up with interest payments. It's a dangerous game. You better not play it. There's an easy way to stop the cycle. Just keep your budget less than your income. Uh, duh. And stick to it. And don't open new credit cards. All right. Finally, not investing. Huge mistake. Although some people are putting a lot of emphasis on short-term investment gains, getting to your goal of financial freedom is not a sprint, it's a marathon. The earlier you start, the more you can accumulate. So beginning investments and beginning with planning for financial freedom is all about the balance between paying your expenses, eliminating current debts, and always setting aside money that can help you get to your goal of having the life you want. Life moves really, really fast and you do not want to lose track of your opportunities. You're going to have many of them and investing now gives you decades to pick up skills and confidence and watch your money grow. You got to get to it as early as you can in your 30s. Man, I'll tell you what I would do, doing it over again. And actually I did pretty good the first time around. Keep the belt really tight. Always pay yourself 10% of your income first and live on the rest of it, including taxes. 10% every single paycheck goes into your investing portfolio. Now, I'd love to hear from you. Have you fallen for any of these money traps and regretted it? Ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> so leave a comment below with your answer. Mea culpa us, and I'll be sure to follow up with you. Thanks for watching. Now go play. You guys, if you enjoyed this video and you feel it was valuable in teaching you more about money traps to avoid in your 30s, hit the like button and please share this video with your friends. They need it worse than you. And if you want more investing content, subscribe to my channel and don't forget to click the button on the screen for a free gift. Thanks again for watching. Time to go play.